Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. We all know that livestock need to eat, but how do you make sure you have enough feed for them while you're on the road? How do you keep animals comfortable on the road when traveling a lot? These are many questions of concern for rodeos all over. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and I am talking to Jake Moorhead with the Three Hills Rodeo. He shares more on how they take care of their livestock as they travel to different rodeos. Well, as part of our job beforehand, before we leave for a rodeo, we, we're in touch with the committee and make sure we have the proper amount of hay and feed on hand when we get there. How much do your livestock eat a day on the road? Does that differ from when they're at the ranch due to maybe like heat or other stress factors from traveling? Bulls will get about 15 pounds of grain. The horses will get about eight pounds. They're getting all, eating about 25 pounds of hay in the road, but at the farm, the horses are out in pasture. They still get hay and grain, but they get a little grass as well. Where are you sourcing the feed from for your livestock? Uh, we just talk to the committees and make sure they have the right kind we like an alfalfa grass mix hay for the animals and we just trust them to have good feed for the stock so they can have a good performance. How do you guys make sure that the animals are kept comfortable in the trailers when traveling long distance from rodeo to rodeo or from the ranch to rodeo and back? The animals are our, li are our livelihood so having them comfortable is priority one for us. Uh, we keep them trailers clean and bedded and just don't overload them and they all run together so they get along and we don't really have any trouble with that. How are fuel prices affecting your guys's livelihood and traveling? Well they certainly don't help but you just get through it. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Can you explain a little bit more on how you get contestants to compete at the rodeo and how is participation over the years? Has COVID drastically affected it now or is it picked up again or where is that interest in rodeo now today? I don't think COVID really changed much for the contestant and most of the people in, in our audience and that compete at the rodeos weren't caught up in the big COVID hype. Contestants are getting harder and harder to come by, but we've had a program we call the free ride program and we sign up five permit cowboys in each event and we pay their entry fees at all the, our rodeos that they come to. So that's one incentive that we try do to try to get good cowboys. and enough numbers and just having the right kind of animals for them to get on you don't want a bunch of nasty ones just good stuff for guys to get on speaking of your animals do you guys raise and breed all of your animals or do you work with contractors can you explain a little bit more about how you are finding the perfect mix of bulls or horses for each event throughout your rodeo yeah, we raise all of our own animals. Um, we don't buy anything. We might buy a mare or something for an outcross that we can still buck, but as far as that goes, we raise everything. And we had one stud that really, really hit home runs every time. And pretty much all of our animals have the same bloodlines. What all goes into the business? Are there things that you guys need to think about that others may not have to, whether that's disease or animal travel rules? Can you give us some insight into the daily things that go through your mind as you're preparing to help really make sure your business is going smoothly? Well, we keep the animals healthy. We have regular vet checks that we have to do on the animals. They have to have health papers everywhere we go. But I mean, uh, most businesses don't have to pack up the critters and load them and head out of state or anything. So 
that's one thing our vet stays on top of. Every state's got different rules, and that's pretty much how we do it. And then lastly, how do you plan for safety during an event? I'm sure there's probably always concern if a bull gets out or you know something chaotic happens. I know you guys are very good at making sure that is not possible or an option. You have a lot of safety protocols in place, but do you mind explaining a little bit more about some of that safety planning you do? Well, the best thing you can do is plan ahead. We go uh, around every, before each performance and check all the gates are tied and everything. We also have a trailer on hand for ambulance in the case of something we got hurt. PRCA rodeo, there's always now has to be a vet down. on standby. So just uh, looking ahead and thinking ahead and hope for the best and expect the worst. Then is there anything else that you would like listeners to know about the rodeo business or Three Hills Rodeo and what you guys do? It's a hard way to make an easy living, but it's a, it's a lifestyle that we wouldn't know what to do without it. We like to farm, but we're better at doing rodeos, so that's what we do. Once again, that was Jake Moorhead from Three Hills Rodeo and how they take care of their animals and manage the rodeo throughout the year. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.